Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith. Here, once again, with my buddies Chuck in the flesh, still wearing his July 4th outfit, I'm 100% certain. Hey, now. Uh, he has stars and stripes, uh, swim trunks on. Mm-hmm. That's a violation of the flag code. And John Burr, through Miracle of Computer Phone, somewhere, are you hanging outside of Monkey Joe's, John? I'm not outside of Monkey Joe's. I'll do you one better. I'm in the cell phone waiting area of the Nashville airport. Oh, nice. you're, 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 you're nearby. <clears throat> hey, uh, by the way, these shorts are within flag code because the only code is you can't kneel. <laughs> yeah, that That's is the, the new, only flag code. It's the new flag code. As I've long seen as your you... shorts, Chuck, and they go far below the knee, you jinkos wearing fool. Mm. <laughs> uh, July 4th was last night. I believe John and I celebrated like adults indoors, kind of comfortably watching television. Hmm. Not partaking. Chuck, where were you? I was with my son. Oh, so we all yeah. celebrated I, the 4th like professionals. I moved into a new loft downtown, near oh. downtown. And, uh, you know, back of the loft is the river, and we, you know, watch boats go by, and we barbecued. And I didn't move in. I just got my keys, yes, on July 4th. Right. So. Uh, I just brought a camping setup, and we camped in the new place, me and my kid. But did you have a beautiful view of the downtown fireworks? Oh, yeah. That's my, uh, but my phone was dead, so I took no pictures of the actual fireworks. Here, here's a, a, a little insider tip. Fireworks are better not looking at a phone. Oh, yeah. Why would you even want to do that? So. I, I, I will exp- you know, have that memory of this 4th of July for, for a while. It was a beautiful view. We're a half mile from the fireworks it was amazing and then we you know slept in a you know tent in my new place it was it was heartwarming i call it the dad pad it's good that's where i'm living it's like now. uh moonrise kingdom only instead of uh, wes anderson twee it's uh chuck anderson's blunts mm. it's beautiful <laughs> but yeah it's uh, I, can you guys tell me if i'm a bad person for this or not i know the answer yes i will yes, begin but, by yeah. saying yes but, uh, <clears throat> let's have a listener poll they mm-hmm. said yes mm-hmm. i am so and said yes happy. Keith's child I'm so happy that my dog is now old enough to where I believe it has gone completely deaf <laughs> and fireworks <laughs> no longer affect him because 4th of July has been a hair raising nightmare holiday in my household for the past decade mm-hmm. but now that he is completely deaf and or senile he just sleeps through it all it's it, amazing he could be wel- welcoming the sweet release of the afterlife <laughs> You know, yeah. he just probably thinks where before he was like, oh, no, I'm about to die. And now he's like, now he's oh, like, please, yes, be the apocalypse. I'm about to die. I hope this is the apocalypse. I'm so old. I was uh, I was preparing. I was preparing to, to make a, twi- a, a Twitter joke about best part about July 4th is reading on uh, your, your next door emails about everyone writing passive aggressive complaints about neighbors shooting off fireworks. And then at that moment. There was the rat a tat explosions like outside my window. Mm. And I was like, what in the? 
Yeah. Well, what are these kids doing? And again, I was confused. Cause, very uh, dan- no, that's Rodney Dangerfield of you right there. What really, are they doing? Yeah, yeah. I, I had a Looks very, good on you, though. I had a very, uh, <laughs> a very much a, a get-off-my-lawn kind of feeling, mainly because I was confused who in the world on my quiet suburban street uh, where the children the, are pretty uh, small. It was the poor coming for you in the coming race war. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually was. It's the purge. It was some people. I actually went outside. I This is a John Burr thing. I went outside not wearing pants. Yeah, uh, I, I was much like the one time Chuck came to the podcast on the wrong day, mm-hmm. and he came downstairs. I'm just watching <laughs> TV in underwear. underwear. He goes, "What are you doing here?" I, I was, was like, "What I, day is it?" I was very much the uh, Reese Iffins <laughs> from Notting Hill, which is what I look like when I sit around my house, um, <laughs> according to your wife. So I was, I, I like was walking down the road, and it, it was so close to my house. My thought was, "Why can I see fireworks that, that it seems like they're being shot at my house?" And again, <laughs> recognizing this was a very old man. Uh, a very old man get off my lawn moment. I was like about to walk down the street and you guys know, like I don't cuss, but mm-hmm. like I actually was thinking like my go-to move is like, I was going to be like, Hey, like do like a real loud gruff old man. Like, like what the F fellas, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, then, <laughs> but then I saw another what neighbor. The F, fellas. I, I saw, uh, I saw uh, another neighbor actually leave her house to be like, cause again, it was a confusing, like, who is setting off these fireworks? Because we know the people who live near us, and they would not be setting off mm-hmm. these, you know, the expensive-ish fireworks, right? Like big-time loud booms, not right. like your little mortars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and when I saw her walking down the street, I was like, uh, I actually probably should now go put on pants because I was going to roll up in <laughs> underwear and a t-shirt <laughs> with, uh, hey, what, you guys. What hour was this? It was not late. <laughs> with it, with Keith Luck, he walks out there and, and gruffly yells at someone. It's Jason Pierre Paul with his remaining digits. <laughs> yeah. well, well, it, I, was, it was 9 p.m. I was with my son, and after he went to bed, I uh, was looking out the window, and the people I were with lit one of those mortar explosion $60 yeah, yeah, fireworks. Yeah. In a watermelon. Oh, and classic. And it did not go well. Four people were burned. One guy, I think, <laughs> lost all hearing in his left ear. Oh, no. <laughs> but I got to watch it from my uh, window, and it, it made my night. Yeah, was, I wanna... uh, was friend of the show Catfish involved in this? Catfish was not. I did see him, however. Uh, friend of the show, JD, owner of Hail Dark Aesthetics, was uh, one of Say that the... one more time. Hail Dark Aesthetics. Yeah, now their now their check will clear. Yeah, uh, he owns it, and that was his. He's the one I moved into his loft, so he uh, he's in a bigger place now next to Catfish. But he five seconds after they exploded that thing, there's a Facebook group for the apartment, and it was immediately on the Facebook group. That's yeah, that's that's the truth. Like, what's going on out there? <laughs> but yeah, someone almost almost died. Well, you truly celebrated then. <laughs> it's the real fourth. I swam, swam, swam for a while, ate some shrimp, and I think my girlfriend was asleep by 9, and I was probably asleep by 1, which for me might as well be 7 p.m. Well, July 5th, guys, uh, did we have breakfast? Oh, man. The morning after. So I I moved in, woke up with my son. We did the whole sun-dad morning routine, brush your teeth, you know, all that stuff. Pee in the potty the, together. Yes. And then uh, we, well... My son does it on his own now. But we uh, have you know, a gas station. It looks like a uh, what would be described as a bodega. You know, it's not nice. It's And it doesn't have gas. It's just a market, really. But I go inside there, and I smell something familiar. Oh, no. It was the broster. 
Oh, oh it did not yeah. advertise out front as that, a broaster's that was a roaster for me, Chuck. Yes, okay. secret oh. broaster. It was a secret broaster, and I go, "Do you guys fry this in here?" And the lady goes, "Oh, you know it, baby." <laughs> I do need to throw in my catchphrase: "Broasters." <laughs> that is. That is his catchphrase. But comes to find out within walking distance of my new pad is a Broasters. Where that, if you know anything about our near show, your house is a nightmare. It is. The beer is warm. It's called Fleming's. But uh, <laughs> I think whoever owns it isn't the last name Fleming. So when they get branded stuff from like V8 or Monster Energy Drink, it sometimes doesn't spell the way Fleming is spelled. It's Fleming with an I. So they'll have it next to two. They'll have two branded posters and next to it. will say Fleming's Market and then Fleming's Market. That's for tax purposes, Chuck. <laughs> That's like, there's a pizza place near near my house that uh, the name on the building is not the name in Google or right, right. on like if you look it up, right. you're like what is like what is the name of this place? It's, it's, it's named something different everywhere else. Also open to four a.m. and makes deliveries, which is strange for the part of the country <laughs> I live in. They make deliveries, all That's right. That's right. They they will deliver whatever you need. Yeah, I will take the number I seventeen. Want to Samson. <laughs> uh, my breakfast was uh, nothing. I think I'm just on the cup of coffee, uh, trying to keep the baby awake. I was trying to keep the baby awake to fall asleep at podcast time. I was like poking her with needles, and I turned on the television, uh, <laughs> and now she's awake. So now she, we might we might have missed the nap window. No, she's uh, she's up. She's lit. She's afraid of me. That's true. John, mm. did you have breakfast? Boys, there has been a. Permanent, I assure you, and sweeping change in breakfast around these parts. So I've been around my family, which always leads to my mother seeing my physique and sobbing. <laughs> and uh, as usual, making a purchase, whether it be sometimes it's a personal trainer. So it's been gym memberships in the past. So now she has ordered me a year's supply of bone broth. <laughs> Bone broth is a breakfast replacement wherein I boil bone broth filled with collagen marrow bits of bone to replace my breakfast and somehow having eating consuming this warm boiled bone broth and fat and collagen will replace my own fat and collagen? No. Oh, I don't, that's not that's how that how works. That's how this works. That's how, no, science checks out. Yeah. And uh, so that is my new and I assure you permanent breakfast going forward. Uh, your mom does not listen to the show. No. But no. we can go with you. Yeah, it's permanent. Yeah. You're, you're, that makes no sense. I'd love to see the, the infomercial. That she got I, this idea from. It's 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 like a woman. Her name, I swear to God, I'm not. Make, I think her name is. It's almost Kellyanne Conway. <laughs> it's like Doctor <laughs> Kelly Sue, and she. There's a book that my mom was carrying around. Uh, said like lose ten pounds of belly fat, oh and she's God. like a she's like a nutritionist to the stars. But I mean, this is three hundred dollars yeah. worth of bone broth, That's... Amazon Prime to my door. Daily. All at once. No, like it's a regime, man. It's like a, a root. It's going to be coming every other day. Oh, man. Like it's prepared. Like my mom's like, because she knows for me to do this, it's going to have to be like I intravenously fed into my butt. Right. So oh. she's like, all right, this comes prepared. They're easier and you just drink veins it. to find. 
And I mean, <laughs> but I, I know she does it because she loves me, but it's so uh, humiliating. Well, all right. Well, those were our breakfasts. <laughs> I look forward to John sticking with that. Uh-huh. Uh, after oh, yeah. oh, I had a chicken biscuit. Oh, a chicken biscuit. I didn't even tell you. I got so excited <laughs> about the broasters. We're so excited. Implied. 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 We, we, we would have had people asking. <laughs> uh, after our breakfast comes our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often frequently the first time we talk about basketball. Uh, I'm sorry. Last week, I'm going to apologize to your daughter. Uh, During our our segment at the beginning, the cold open, when we had the Richard Jefferson parody where Keith was describing not to know me. That was going to be my apology. No one got that parody. (laughs) No one got the parody. Um, Sorry. I thought it would work. Uh, But while he was recording that, I was upstairs holding just a fussy baby. And uh, I don't have the ability to hold a crying baby anymore. I just emotionally can't take it. So the rest of the day I was ruined. <laughs> uh, I want to apologize to your baby for not being able to console her and to the little baby inside me that uh, wanted to cry. And to the listeners who had no idea what we were doing when <laughs> yeah, we read yeah. that, that Richard big, Jefferson letter. Big picture, sorry to the people who have no idea what that Richard Jefferson thing was about. Uh, underlying all children and then at the inside my s- sad ego. The, the downside besides Chuck living his entire life for his Instagram to Chuck being so attuned to young people cultures. Sometimes it's just too young to Instagram, to Twitter, to Twitter. I think we hit that. It was we beautiful. Hit that I think the three people who got it loved it. They really got it. Yeah. <laughs> John, you got anything you need to atone for? Oh, I'm, this is a gleeful apology. I'd like to apologize to triple J, J Jonah Jameson, Jaron Jackson. <laughs> He had the greatest first summer league game ever. Chest passing, half-court shots, through the hoop, could not miss. <sighs> he, he's like, a, he's like a, 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 an issue of penthouse for me now. <laughs> he is incredible. I keep that game between my mattress and box spring to pull out when I need it. Yeah. So far, I'm very excited. Suddenly, I'm now thinking we are going to win 50 games as the Grizzlies. That's I'm it. In. He's the he's the game changer. I mean, what his I like shot is crazy. 50 games as your as your um, as your benchmark is that sometimes I think you're saying 15, and I also think that's possible. So that's <laughs> well, a really I, I am, good number. I'm counting the 10 summer league games they're going to play and the oh. seven preseason games. <laughs> I think with but all that, you can we can use a homonym that can mean anything. Very very <laughs> wise. <and trumpet. laughs> Yes, yeah, so far so good. Jaron Jackson Jr. looks like a uh, an NBA stud, which again, it could all fall apart very quickly. But it's much better to look good in summer league than it is to look bad. He looks real good. You want to look good. Do not tell Trey Young. Well, my apology is also uh, very close-mindedly Grizzlies related. Mm. I just forgot to mention a couple of fun little nuggets of information, uh, which I feel like is why people come to our show. Uh, one. No one saw this. No one talked about this. Nick Van Exel had a deleted tweet, which uh, no, no one didn't get much play. We threw it up in our Patreon Slack chat. But Bill Simmons was outlining, once again, the drafting woes of Chris Wallace. Thank you for Jaron Jackson Jr., though. Uh, the drafting woes of Chris Wallace. And underneath it, Nick Van Exel replied, like, 
no one ever no one ever asked me about drafting or something referring to he's a coaching on the coaching staff of the Grizzlies mm-hmm. so he tweeted out that the front office had never asked him for draft advice which is like well, hey now <laughs> uh, and then he thought better of it and deleted it immediately I didn't see anyone else pick it up so I just thought we should share that with our listeners Ooh. so uh, that was out there again when you're when you're a small market team you can get away with anything I wonder if Are Chris Wallace even me? knows that these billionaire owners aren't listening to Nick Van Exel <laughs> they should uh, yeah they should make the quick. He's got ideas. Also, there was a story, which some people probably did hear. Chris Vernon told it about Tony Allen, mm. which needs to be repeated. The story, as told by Chris Vernon, again, I cannot vouch for the veracity of it, mm-hmm. but apparently Tony Allen lost his phone off the coast of Miami because he was on a boat. Are you he- telling a story about Tony Allen or Chuck? Tony yeah. Allen had just bought a new outfit. So Tony Allen is wearing new clothes, and he's on a boat. Apparently, the boat gets boarded. Like, the Coast Guard comes over to the boat. Mm. And maybe Tony Allen at one point loses his balance and thinks he has to choose between falling in the water and holding on to his phone or letting the phone go. And he had just bought a new outfit, and he wasn't about to jump in the water in his new outfit, so he just let the phone go. So uh, when Chris Vernon called him, he's like, I'm glad you called me because uh, I need all the phone numbers because I dropped my phone in the Atlantic Ocean on a boat that got boarded during a party. Here's the thing. So that's Tony Allen. This that all just, seems sketchy. It does seem a little drop. I'm not a boat joke, but this doesn't hold water. No. <laughs> Going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it sounds like he was tossing something overboard oh, it and could they have been. saw him yeah. do it. And he said, oh, it was my phone. I was slipping. I put this new outfit on. You know what I'm saying? They said, no, it was a choice between the phone and my outfit. You know what I'm saying? The Azaleas of the world. And then, and then he's like, dumb. Yeah. yeah. He pitched a brick off the, uh, off the saying, side I, of the boat. I, I, just believe that I don't he... want to draw any conclusions. I'm just telling you what I heard. It's a party. Tony's out here moving Tony Montana. <laughs> Was it go I've fast thrown boat? things off of boats, and that was we called him. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, floating grouper. That's the square grouper. The float. Square grouper. Yeah. There it is. It's yeah. the uh, <laughs> the famous Florida square grouper. Pretty right. sure Tony Allen can find whatever he uh, threw off the boat later, floating down in the harbor. <laughs> him, him, or Mickey Monday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, those were our apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs, best thing, we have a few listener submitted questions. The croissant? Questionnaire. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Kim uh, Sinky asks if Lonzo ends up getting traded, where do you want to see him go? What do you say, John? Where do you want if Lonzo Ball gets Lonzo, moved away from the me, Lakers? Is not a pure point guard. Okay. Um, I like him playing. Honestly, I like him playing off ball. I would like to see him with a score first point guard. So I think he would fit in well on mm. a team uh, that could. I know they would never do this because they only pick up putrid, stinky players. But how about the Wizards? Put mm. him with John Wall. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I like. Uh, I think he's a great passer. Has a chance to be a great uh, defender. Uh, not. I, I don't really see Lonzo as your primary ball handler. Strangely enough, because if you p- apply pressure to Lonzo, it's not really going to work. 
and he doesn't really have like a handle, like an NBA handle at all. So someplace like Washington works for me. Uh, really, I would like to see Lonzo anywhere that's a good team that that is like close to being, you know, a real NBA team, a real contender. Because I think Lonzo has a lot to offer. I think he needs more. He needs a couple more mango seasons before he Uh-oh. can give any sort of like real, you know, contribution to a playoff team. I think if you put him in the right position where he can grow, um, I would probably, I'd love to see him in Milwaukee, you know, and have him grow with that team without having to be pressured to do anything. Cause I, I think, think they're that, at capacity for long non shooters though, Chuck. Yeah. I think they're that's what I'm saying. They're, they're, they're flush. Well, so I like, I like the idea of him being a little bit more off ball. Like, yeah. yes, he's a creator. He's not a great shooter yet. He might become a better shooter, but he moves off the, off the ball really well. He's always looking to pass. He doesn't overpass. He just like, he's just really good at passing. Mm-hmm. So I like that fit with LeBron, but now they brought in these other guys. So if he does move, like the Washington fit, I don't love because I would like to envision a, a scoring point guard who is better at catch and shoot than John Wall is. Right. Honestly, Kyrie Irving would be unbelievable. He'd be great. Uh, so like the Celtics, I mean, obviously the Celtics are so talented. The Phoenix yeah. Suns have a gaping, mauling hole. And yes, Devin Booker is yeah. a point guard, but he likes having the ball in his hands and creating. I yeah. think uh, Alonzo Devin Booker backcourt would be great. Uh, I would love to see him alongside a guy like Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. who again is not a creator. He gets play. He plays one because he's just small. He's a shooter. He, he could stay in the same building and just go to the Clippers and be a pretty good fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these teams that they need a point guard. Like I, I'm a big Lonzo ball believer. Like if there could be a trade, I know I've gotten very nuggets focused in my life, but if there could be a trade where uh, a, a Kawhi involved thing where maybe Gary Harris goes to the Spurs and then Lonzo goes to the nuggets, maybe that's a better fit. Cause the only problem, I, I think Jamal Murray needs the ball too much. It'd be kind of weird, but you're fine with John wall. Um, well, see, Check this out. If if he goes to the Wizards, that's like a, a step in his career where he's not asked to be the primary ball handler. That's like because John Wall's not going to be there forever. If if Jamal he needs to be somewhere he's not like vying for the exact same role. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? That's that's the part that I'm trying to avoid. Well, I still but feel like it, really, like, really, I don't think anyone playing with John Wall is a good idea. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it just doesn't. Him. He seems to be a malcontent, but like. If anyone could help the Wizards, it'd be somebody like that. Clearly, like the Beal Wall thing isn't working because there's too much similarity. But I don't know. That's like when we're talking about the Wizards, everybody's like adding Dwight to this maelstrom. This is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back. Like there's already too much. I mean, Gortat had trouble there. Yeah. So maybe this will be a better fit. Poor Gortat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, God. I mean, maybe or just just get get LeVar in front of that New York media. Let's see Lonzo on the on the Knicks. No, they would eat Boom. That'd be great. LeVar is LeVar's already outmaneuvering the Lakers front office, leaking injury reports and yeah, stuff. That's Amazing. good stuff. All right. Uh Texi Mista asks, why does LeBron have the urge to immediately surround himself with old crappy players wherever he plays? Hey, didn't I say this last week? I said if he Chuck signs this long term, he's given up on a title. Yeah. And that's what he did. He signed a four-year deal. He's not leaving L.A. Yeah. until his son finishes high school. Oh yeah, or giving up on a title this year. I don't I think. I don't think you can. Put- I thought you were saying last week that as long as LeBron keeps signing one plus one contracts, he still has it. 
Right. When he signs a long deal, that realize he understands, you My, know what? I don't really have it anymore. I don't got that much left. No, and that's it. That's so, kind so of So I, I liked it. When when he saw when that deal came out, mm-hmm. when Clutch Sports just tweeted it and, and we had three minutes where we all could have been Woj and broken the news. Right. And uh <laughs> there was a three minute span between Clutch Sports and Woj breaking quote unquote breaking the breaking news. Breaking the news. Uh when it said the three plus one, you're like, Oh, my boy Chuck says that means LeBron understands the end game is now. He's got two more years. One then, last so, big score. And then he's on a victory lap. Is Woj just that guy in your fantasy football league who has no life and can pick up the dude fastest? He's just the F F five king. He just hits refresh. And that's wow. what he does. I like Dull. were you subtweeting yourself, John? I didn't know how to yeah, best phrase that question. Because you're you're pretty much that dude. You're John. kind of the king of the waivers. Oh, we had we had to like put in constraints against my lifeless ass. Right. Like you, we have a we have a an auction you're, system. You're why the auction system was invented. Also, that yes. ten thirty uh, auction time. That's really it's really if if anybody can't handle that, it's John because yeah. he is not a ten thirty riser. Uh, answering the question, no. though. Why does LeBron do it? I don't know. Was LeBron complete, com- complete lack of self awareness? Consulted? Is yes, it just? He, is it just he's like that? That Lance guy. We've had some battles. Rajon Rondo. We've had some battles. Is his it just ears that? were his ear holes were wet. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think it. it's when 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 it's just like Magic Johnson when no one tells you no ever like. Sure, that's a good idea. Get Rondo, get Lance. We don't even know the answer to the question if Magic Johnson is good. Like, I feel like all of our jokes, there's so much information. Like, we assume that Magic Johnson's Twitter is running the Lakers. But then the question was answered definitively. No, but 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 then the the Mozgov for D'Angelo Russell trade kind of was great. Mm -hmm. The Clarkson and Nance for a first round pick, great. Mm -hmm. And then he got LeBron James, great. And then yeah. what in the world are they doing? Signing Rondo, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee on July 3rd or on 2nd? No. Why I, do they do it so quick? Why not? Get that why, identity. Why are they in a rush? They're goons. Why are they in a rush? Who's going to sign Lance Stevenson That's for $4.5 $4. million? Dollars? Why are they in a rush to get these guys? To get them on board. The, to spin them up. They got the monsters to be. The beat. thing we've learned Gotta about free agency ready, is baby. you just wait. Like I feel like the last three years we've learned, just wait. Yeah. If you're not getting the one important player, the Gordon Hayward, thank you, Utah. Like, mm-hmm. if, if we aren't getting that one guy, wait. And Don't be the like, first one out the front door paying too much. And it's not like players are getting paid right now either. No. Like, they're getting screwed on contracts. I mean, Doug McDermott got paid. Ersan Ilyasova. Guys, wait. Yeah. We but, might, get, we might I mean, get to more of that later. But uh, let's move to a final question that is from Feeling Minnesota. Uh, get ready, John. Chuck. If you had to flippantly and irresponsibly pick the eight Western Conference playoff teams today, who would be your eight teams? The West now possesses every current playing MVP, NBA MVP. <laughs> uh, it's like the all NBA teams, they're all in the West outside of where's, where's walking Noah West? to fill out the all NBA teams. Right. Uh, <laughs> hear me. Who are your eight playoff teams? Uh, Warriors, Rockets, jazz, thunder, Lakers, Blazers, Spurs, Pelicans. Pelicans. So you have, uh, I think the, the Timberwolves and nuggets 
uh, missing. Also, I honorable just think would, Clippers. We're going to get Super Saiyan Brow this this year. I yep. think. John, what do you nuts. say? Yeah, where what are those? Uh, what are those Anthony Davis MVP uh, numbers at? I haven't um, seen. I like. I mean, I concur with Chuck, except I would probably put in uh, Nuggets over Pelicans. So I have right now, I think in order, uh, one through eight, Warriors, Rockets, Thunder, Jazz, uh, and then all together, Blazers, Lakers, Spurs, Timberwolves, <laughs> and I have the Pelicans and Nuggets on the outside looking in. And again, shouts to Clippers and Mavs, who I think are going to be fun. fun. Timberwolves, did you finally delete your Twitter? Because things are looking strange. Things are bad. I still, in the land of lakes. I still have... Uh, I still believe, I don't know. It, it seems, yes, you make a good point, John. The Timberwolves, things are struggling. Uh, I did see uh, Andrew Wiggins um, cover your ears. I am I am normally the censor and the uh, purveyor of wholesomeness, I try to be. Uh, here's a little PG-13 to R-rated Andrew Wiggins' Instagram comment. Someone told him that uh, we should trade you for a sack of potatoes, and he replied, your mom should have swallowed. Ooh. So Andrew Wiggins is getting a little Dear testy God. on social media. You don't normally, uh, you normally just kind of don't do that. Yeah, that uh, is a testy Canadian joke. Humor. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, things are a little rough in Timberwolves. But I still think they will make the playoffs. But it is hilarious they position themselves to maybe not make the playoffs, despite getting Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns and everything like working for them. Uh, they are this year's Detroit Pistons, who last year hilariously hard capped themselves by signing signing Langston Galloway for too much money on accident. Uh-huh. Uh, this year, the Timberwolves hard capping themselves by offering Anthony Tolliver uh, a few hundred thousand dollars more than what the taxpayer MLE is. So whoops. And they lost Nemanja Bielitsa in the process. My boy. And also we are, I feel like we are the most, one of the most pro Anthony Tolliver podcasts I love out Anthony there. Tolliver. We talk about him a lot, yeah. but uh, still you, horrendous. You, you, you could have gotten him and kept Bielitsa and I don't know. So anyway, yeah, I think, I think the nuggets don't make sense. I think the roster doesn't make sense. Despite the fact that, you know, I, I love them. They have no <laughs> forwards like Will Barton's their only forward. Yeah. They're like the Grizzlies where the Grizzlies only have uh, well, now we have Caspi, but they only have, Dylan Brooks. So, uh, and then Pelicans. So Pelicans got Julius Randle and Alfred Payton. They just got two more guys who cannot shoot the basketball at all. Right. Which doesn't seem oh, the, great. There's a lot of same. There's a lot of sameness happening with teams right now. So yeah. for me, it was just merely about will Anthony Davis be healthy for an entire season? Yeah. Who was the team closest to usurping them? I also think, uh, if you want to look at another team that could potentially slide out, uh, sorry, Blazer boy, but Blazers to me are a threat to slide out. I agree. Um, I think they're just good enough know. to win the 47. It is, it is weird though. Yeah. I guess if we're, if we're picking all these teams, we're assuming they're all winning more than the Grizzlies 50 games. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see a record number of 50 game winners. Apparently yeah, Keith, Keith's, Keith's on his, uh, his, his Grizzlies <laughs> are going to do well Island again. <laughs> uh, wh- one question I have for the upcoming season is will, the Spurs and LeBron James both make the playoffs would be the first time in, you know, forever that one, one of those of teams didn't. doesn't make the playoffs. It seems like that's, there's definitely a, a more than remote possibility. One of those things happens that the Spurs or LeBron James and the Lakers don't make the postseason, which seems crazy think, to comprehend. I think you're must be way more down on the, this 
admittedly bizarre and scatological Lakers team that's been assembled, but I think they'll make the playoffs comfortably. I mean, uh, Spurs, I could see where you're coming from, but I kind of expect some, uh, some, a bounce back. So I'm just saying, if, if you feel very comfortable in Spurs and Lakers, and obviously we feel comfortable in the Warriors and Rockets, mm-hmm. that only leaves the four spots for the Thunder, the Jazz, the Blazers, the Pelicans, the Wolves, the Nuggets, and then Is Tony Parker yeah, I, coming. I think there's a real, I think there's a real gulf between those four teams. Tony Parker I, I, the coming Spurs back. Maybe yeah. Say that again, Chuck. Is Tony Parker coming back to San Antonio. I can't envision anyone else signing him. Right. So probably it would be my guess. I don't know. I think San Antonio is going to think without Kawhi. I think last year they kind of coalesced around the fact that like, Hey, we need to make sure Kawhi knows we're good without him. But if he's not there, I don't know if that's a, yeah. Why don't they just cut loose Tony Parker and they'll be like, Hey, Kawhi. Hey, look, Tony's gone. He's gone. Because the the whole Tony thing is just all hogwash that Kawhi's camp is flailing and pointing at in 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 some way to make the Spurs look bad. All right. I wish I knew the truth. Those were our uh, croissant queries, as we call them sometimes. The croissant questionnaire. Questions submitted by our Patreon supporters. If you want to submit your own question, you have to support us at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. You can do that for just $1 a month, and you get access to exclusive bonus content. For $3 a month, you can join the Slack chat and talk to us around the clock about whatever you feel like. I will be... I will be around the clock in Vegas for the next week, so I'll be I'll be on that late night, that insomnia slack. Mm. Uh, welcome to our new listener, our new newest Slack member who had a long name that wasn't a human name, so I don't remember what it was. Yes, Gigantor or something. Yes. but uh, I believe his name's James. James, welcome to the Slack. Uh, he'll be skyping. He'll be uh, slacking in from London to again keep oh. the just just before this podcast began. James joined the filth, so I hope he's still mm. with us. Oh. Uh, the well. filth is where I put most of my material on Slack. If you That's wonder right. where's Chuck, check the filth. You're like, why do they keep cutting Chuck off when he speaks? Well, mm-hmm. we let him have the filth. Mm-hmm. That's just that's my uh, dirty, That's his, dirty playground. His own Starlack pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so if you want to support the show and submit your own question and get bonus content, you do that at Patreon.com/slash/FastBreakBreakfast. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has never been easier thanks to SeatGeek. They've created an amazing app and website that makes ticket buying easier than it has ever been. They pull all the tickets available on other sites into one place so you never miss a deal. And more importantly, you aren't wasting time. You can even set alerts for upcoming events and they'll let you know if ticket prices fall. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is ranked based on value so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone, and I use it all the time. SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. You get to see the full ticket price from start to finish, and they never surprise you with big fees at the checkout page. Now, here's the best part about SeatGeek for all of you out there listening to the Fast Break Breakfast. My listeners who make their first SeatGeek purchase get a $20 rebate, and to get it, All you have to do is download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, then enter promo code FASTBREAKBREAK. SeatGeek will then send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. It does not get any easier than that. So download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code FASTBREAKBREAK today.
Steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? Uh, Chuck, why don't you go? I don't know if you guys know this. We're a basketball podcast, but we do love sports in general. One of my favorite sports as a fat guy is competitive eating. Uh, best of the week on July 4th, Joey Chestnut achieved what was once thought to be impossible. He managed to win his 11th Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on Coney Island. 11th tying, and this is where it all comes together, Bill Russell as having the most championships <laughs> in American sports history. How's that? Uh, That's not Bill bad. Bill Birdie Finger Russell. He did it. He got one for the for the pinky toe too. But yeah, real quick, uh, uh, real quick, query. Uh, what NBA player do you think would fare best at the hot dog eating contest? Robert Tractor Trailer. Uh, All time, current, or Raymond Felton. <laughs> oh, yeah. mm, I like that one as an answer. I'm gonna go with Oliver Miller. Oliver That's Miller. Not bad. I feel like it might be a skinny guy. No, but here's the I thing. I think Ray Allen. Yeah. Chris Bosch, oh, he's tall. Point. Yeah, he's tall. One of those skinny guys. Where you're just like, how does he do it? Well, that it's like the, he's burning. He burns one hot dog. He's like a he's like a great white shark. The, the, he has to eat a pound of food every second to the, not die. The trick with those, the skinny people do well because the stomach has to expand. That's the whole thing. And if you're fat and you have you know gut you know lard, it's not going to have uh, as much Thanks, room Mom. to expand. I'm sorry, John. I didn't mean a sub. Bone broth. Bone broth. You. Uh, that's why the skinny people do better because there's less fat and their stomach can go triple, quadruple the size of normal. That's fair. So My, maybe the I skinny just, I person. To, yeah, I, I want to know what like, Nate Donkey would think about this. I think Steve Nash could, with his form, eat the most hot dogs. <laughs> if he takes the bun, dips it in the water with his left hand instead of his right, then perhaps Steve Nash could contend. We'll have to check the cap number. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like Danny would would now would now try to interrupt and say, but but he's a vegan. He's a I, vegan. I, I, Danny Larue sounds like Steve Buscemi from Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now now you have to think about uh, uh, Danny Larue in that hotel room with that woman. <laughs> uh, my best thing is Boston Celtics draft pick. Some would say they got a steal of the draft when uh, big man Robert Williams fell to them. At the 27 pick, a lot of people are saying, like, wow, that's like a Don DeAndre Jordan type. He's going to fit right in. Just grab some uh, some rebounds and, uh, you know, block some shots, run the court, not need the ball. But Robert Williams had a big draft night at a Buffalo Wild Wings where he had his family. He, did, he chose not to come to New York to be in the, in the draft room. He uh, was at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Louisiana and then overslept. His first press conference, conference call the next morning, which is not a great look, but hey, we've all been young and at a Buffalo Wild Wings and maybe overslept our responsibilities the next day. I do think after a night at Buffalo Wild Wings, maybe just give him the morning. Maybe have that press conference at one or two. So that was the first thing. And then Robert Williams missed his flight to Boston to participate in his very first practice as a Boston Celtic. So, uh, that ain't great. No. Now we've established a pattern of behavior, <laughs> and now Robert Williams is going to spend the next two weeks in Las Vegas Let's learning go. how to be an adult with money and responsibility. I am so excited about the What About Bob era. <laughs> <laughs> I do think 
we need. I know Chuck is only going to be in Vegas for like twelve hours. I cannot. Could you cancel your plans and just follow Robert Williams around for the whole time? If we can find him, maybe be the. All I have yeah, planned. Good luck finding him. You're gonna have to get in his bed. I'm not even sure if I want to go to actual summer league games. I might just like cruise the casinos looking for that's giant a, athletes. That's how you do it. Yeah. So, uh, but the plan is, yeah, to not. If I watch a sunrise in Vegas, I will turn into a stone. You it's gotta, part of a pact I made that um, allows me to live forever. Just, just uh, if you're if you're hunting NBA players, mm-hmm. uh, this tip for listeners and for Chuck, you want to go start at the Cosmopolitan, right? Or, or if you're walking the in Aria. order, you can go Aria Cosmo, then hit, then Bellagio, oh. and then Caesars. Okay, because those are all kind of connected, yeah. and then you double back and forth. Those are like the home base. Most teams stay. Cosmopolitan, Aria, oh, yeah. or Bellagio. Also, you've swing been given to- a gift. What's that? Because whereas you're far too demure to like go up to an NBA player, Chuck's go-to move is to scream their name and chase them. Yeah, yeah. I've now hit I've that seen level him in the wild. I mean, when I, Chris Bosh at Bonnaroo, all I did was think well, that was frozen I, in fear. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. That's he, different. He, Chris Bosh is one of the greatest Heat players of all time. Uh huh. But, but when you saw Barnes. Matt Barnes, you were like a like a dog after uh, after a rabbit. That's because he's Matt Barnes. It is Matt Barnes, and I, like he, you know, <laughs> doesn't scare easy. I'm but bringing, he I'm, did run. I'm bringing two Matt Barnes he jerseys did run. to he did Las run. Vegas. Are you? Yeah, I'm going Zebo. I'm going Zebo. And I'm I'm not normally like a paparazzi. We want to follow people around with cameras, but I feel like maybe an exception. <laughs> I mean, it could be good. It could be. It's for his own good. You're right. It also uh, brings me back to last year's summer league where I saw like. Uh, Lakers summer league players at like the hundred dollar blackjack table, and I was like, Dude, um, "You don't yeah. have that money. No. Like, you're not making the Lakers." No. Uh, <laughs> maybe like just maybe, maybe just go to the twenty five. Just no, go to the twenty five. Like, ten of hands. You're killing it. You feel good when you win. Also, Josh, Josh Hart's eating at the you know six thousand dollar plate restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> also, going back to my uh, unhealthy obsession with the Nuggets, I was thinking a great TMZ style show. Maybe HBO, MTV could pull this off. Is the Young Nuggets? You have uh, Will Barton is getting a raise from three million to twelve point five million this season. Gary Harris is getting a raise from two point six million to sixteen point five million this season. And uh, Nikola Jokic is getting a twenty four million dollar raise this season. That's three guys all in what their early. What are you implying, sir? Nothing. I'm just saying. Uh, things to do in Denver with $49 million you just got would be a show I would watch. Yeah, let's open it. I'm not saying paparazzi. I'm saying, like, let's get them on board. Let's just say, hey, oh, this you guys are all getting, what is this, like like a 40,000% raise combined. How it. are you going to spend it? How do you spend that money in, in a- Denver? Animal Planet would eat this right up. They're probably, oh, you, Jokic is probably buying horses. That's it. That's like the move. Bought, he's like, or I, bought, building, I bought 32 horses. I want, I want Will Barton... Uh, and Gary Harris to go in uh, together and start a bills business building tree houses. Oh yeah, and just like go about following them, you know, saving money on ladders by being really tall. Will Barton's like, I built a tree house out of Xboxes. Oh, you want to watch that, John? I'm so lost. It's like a Bru- <laughs> it's like a Brewster's Millions, but the, but the money never runs out. I was I was working on a like Treat Williams, Andy Garcia, things to do in Denver when you're dead joke, and when I, I came back into it, there was people standing on Xboxes and <laughs> I got lost. Uh, what's your What's your best thing, John? What's your steak and eggs? Well, it was gonna be that meme team, oh, but we talked about that enough. 
so we've got something. This this is my Venn diagrams are colliding, smashing into each other. Uncle Drew. Oh, is in theaters, and we got ourselves an NBA movie, and I'm, I'm excited to see it. John and I almost went to watch it yesterday. I tried to talk Chuck into popping a Benadryl up his son's butt, <laughs> coming out to Opry Mills with me, but alas, he had fathered him. Yeah, I don't like but to hey, drug what? my I mean, son. there's no way this. It, it's either like kind of fun and one mixtapey goodness for me, or it's people like uh, Reggie Miller, like making a fool of himself. What if it's like I'm the gonna clumps. get either Glee or Schadenfreude? Yeah, why isn't is it gonna be like one of those Adam Sandler Ooh. like daddies? What if it's oh, like oh. Glee? What if it's a musical? I feel like we would have heard that by it. now. Mm, that'd be way better. <laughs> Dance numbers. I would take a. Uh... But hey, and I'm hearing that it's actually gonna do pretty good numbers. So just another sign that the NBA rules everything around us. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense. You don't need that many people to watch that movie for it to be like successful. And just out of curiosity. You're going to get almost every NBA fan. I'm going to go see the first Purge and hope maybe there's an NBA cameo. Oh. Couldn't JaVale McGee show up in that? Why didn't anybody rob people in the Purge? Haven't, I actually haven't seen any of the Purge. It's purges. just all murder. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hitting a bank, fam. You know? No, pur- I, haven't, I haven't watched the Purge. I thought, you know, I, I got very confused about what that movie was about. Yeah. I thought it was about bulimia. Now I hear uh, like, Ethan Hawke is in it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Why is it called the first purge? And why do they keep saying it's a the first purge? It, it, yeah, it, but when you, when something happens for the first time, you don't keep saying the first whatever. Yeah, you do the first world war. No, they didn't say that. That was the war. The war to end all world wars. Yeah, but they it's going it back. This is historical. This yeah, is yeah, but like, in the preview they keep saying this is the first purge. That you know that's not how it works. Well, it was. Tomei keeps saying but that you, it's the first purge. Well, that you would have to call it something. You would have to pitch it to no, society. No, I think John's right. No, and then you would go, okay, we're going to do this every writing. year. We're going to do this every year. This is the this first is, one. This is Uncle Drew writing. Okay. Well, the plot holes are there. I don't, I don't know if it's bad or not. I mean, it probably is bad. Well, I'm not saying it's definitely movies. bad. We're talking about NBA movies, and that reminds me of a little ditty. Oh. Game of Scones. We are going to play a game called Shaxual Movie or You Gotta Be Fooshnigging Me. <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, oh. cool movie? I gotta Shaxual Movie Shaq, or Shaxual Movie. <laughs> you Gotta Be Fooshnigging Me. You Gotta Be Fooshnigging Me. <laughs> I am going to describe a film starring Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> And you are going to tell me if it is real <laughs> and then name the movie. Or you're going to tell me, you got to be fooshnicking me, man. That's not a real movie. All right. All right. So this is the Do true or false test. The rules? I, I think... know my rules are often very I convoluted hear anything. because I am an I'm idiot. I'm crying laughing. All right. Yeah, this is, a, this is a true or false with uh, Shaquille or Shaxual. Shaxual. Shaxual movie. Shaxual movie or, or you got to be, be fooshnicking me. All right, we're ready. And, I, and if I were you, I would let me finish my description. All right. All right. Let, let's let Chuck go first. John, hit us up. Um, first one to three wins. First one to get three correct or have three strikes loses. F- first one to get three correct wins. If you get three strikes, you lose. All right. In this movie, Chuck, Whoopi Goldberg coaches the New York Knicks to 
a dynasty. Is Shaq in this movie? Is it a Shaqual movie? Or you got to be Fushnikami? Well, it's a Shaqual movie. It's Eddie. Right. But uh, is Shaq in it? Is Shaq in it? This is a two-parter. Do I get two points? Mm, yes. Shaq is in the movie. That's one point for Chuck. Uh-huh. Yeah, but one strike for yeah. Chuck. I didn't know if he had a camera. He's not in that yeah. movie. I've, obviously, the movie was Eddie. Yes, all right. Now I'm ready. Well done. I, I thought I, I, uh, Eddie. I thought Eddie was a tough one. This you guys may just dominate this. All right, Keith. Shaquille O'Neal stars as a genie. That's a. That's a. Are you done? With the yes. Computer? That's a Shaqual movie. I don't remember what it's called because there's a fake one that everyone I, remembers. I know it. Is it is it Kazam? Boom! Well done. Right, two two for right. two. Chuck, are you ready? I'm ready. Shaquille O'Neal plays Neon Badeau. <laughs> Anthony Hardaway plays Butch McRae. And Gary Busey plays a Bobby Knight proxy in this film. It's a Shaqual movie. Oh, yeah. And it's called... Blue streak. I'm joking. It's blue chips. Trick question. Gary Busey did not play that Bobby Knight stand in. Nick Nick Nolte Nolte did. did. No points. No points awarded. That's a strike for Chuck. Chuck got set up. That's bullshit. (laughs) No one can tell Gary Busey and Nick Nolte apart. No one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad your little social experiment. He told you to listen to the whole clue. This is this. I'm I'm about to just nail. Okay, this is revenge for you, Chuck. Well, it is a Shaqual movie, and it's called Blue Chips. Those were the two questions. Now, Gary Busey no, ain't in that he movie. He said Gary. He described no, it as Gary Busey wrong, being in it. Wrong. Chuck's playing well, under here's protest. Your revenge, Chuck, because I'm gonna ask uh, Keith a hip hop. Chuck question. is uh, oh, Doug good. Collins at the '72 Olympics. He's refusing yeah. his medal. All right. Uh, starring Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, Shaquille O'Neal stars in this movie about a car wash. Oh, I don't know what it is, so I'm going to say you got to be fushnicking me. I'm afraid it's a Shaqual movie called Chuck. Can you steal the wash? Boom. Oh, that was very confusing. I was going to get my first guess was soul plane. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to guess car wash. And then when he said car wash, I had nothing. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Strike for me. I got a point, too, because uh, I uh, stole. Sure. So we're tied up. Yeah. So, so two, 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 two. The beginning of a long, fruitful collaboration with the Wayans brothers. Chuck, this movie series spoofed horror movies. Did Shaquille O'Neal star in these? Star. Was he in them? Was he in them? Uh, the Shaqual movie being Scary Movie Franchise. I'm reading That's the book. That's correct. Homie Don't Play That, which is a... Uh, <laughs> A book about the uh, in living color. And I thought you were going to say I'm reading the book of the scary, scary, the scary, scary movie novel. It's basically the pre the prequel. <laughs> the novelization. Yes, it's Keenan Ivory Wayans masterpiece. It's a 14 part epic. Um, he was, I mean, okay, he had to have been in, in a scary movie. You were correct. He was scary yeah. movie four. Yes. Whew, well done. That's, well done, that's, that's a, a two pointer for Chuck. Up four to two. Uh, let's give uh, one. I mean, let's give, for the record, do... at the beginning, if you win three, you win. So I got four, so I win. Oh, that's that's confusing. 
We're gonna do. We're gonna do two here. Each gonna get one more. All Keith right. just plays till he Keith, wins. Inspired by the Billy Crystal George Murison My Giant film. Yep. This film starred Kevin Hart and Shaquille O'Neal in a heartwarming tale of a basketball player and a very very small comedian. <laughs> you got to be fushnicking me. That oh, ha- Keith. Keith got me. He did. That, that hasn't been made. No. <laughs> this hasn't been made. No, it should be. And John and I are going to write the script. And finally, Chuck. Okay. This movie, starring Shaquille O'Neal and Tom Green, features the most horrific scene <laughs> in film history <laughs> wherein Shaquille O'Neal shakes his enormous cattle leg dong <laughs> right at the camera for a full minute. You got to be for shaking me. This is a shaxual movie Shaxual called movie. Freddy, Freddy got, fingered. got Fingered. Yeah, but he didn't Keith shake for the his steel. penis in the movie for a full minute. Yes, I got to go Nick does. Nolte as a detail. It's not a full minute, John. I need a <laughs> time. How long is that scene? It's at least 30 seconds. Well, and it's you terrifying. said full minute. So All right. Okay. I win. I've got you guys. I've got you guys tied. This is trash. I've got you guys tied. I hate both of you. Yep. This is I typical want, white I privilege. Know, I want to know if this is a shaxual movie or you got to be fooshnicking me. And then first one to ring in gets it. All right. Ring in by saying your name. A kid steals Keith. Kevin Durant's. Oh. Uh, okay. It is a it is a Shaqual movie, and but Shaq is not in it. It is uh, Thunderstruck, but Shaq is not in it. Keith, I'm afraid I have to declare Chuck the winner. Yes, Shaq is indeed in. He is in it. I had to make a guess. I've never seen it. I had to make a guess. Mm-hmm. Well right. done, guys. We didn't get to Joanna Man Celtic Pride. Uh, House Bunny, uh, Grown Ups 2, A Million Adam Sandler what about movies, or Steel. What about Steel? But you guys did pretty well. I was steel. waiting for Steel the I whole time. Steel. Anyway, that was Steel a, was coming. That, that was, but you guys did so well, we didn't get there. That was that was a good game of scones. Hey, thanks for playing. I'm the guys. greatest at this. Chuck, Chuck's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. You did very well. I'm sorry you uh, had to be the fall guy for my Nick Nolte Garibuzi bit that I will have until I die. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to our cream of wheat's worst of week, the opposite of steak and eggs. Uh, My worst thing, I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth, but my worst thing is the Tyreek Evans saga finally officially being over. Um, Could not have been butchered anymore by the Grizzlies who refused to trade him for anything. I might even really couldn't as a Grizzlies epilogue. I'm just going to stick on the five minutes where we talked about it like from months ago. Uh, it's very upsetting. However, on the other hand, I am happy that Tyreek Evans did not sign a multi-year deal with the Grizzlies. Wait, so, so can I, can I be both happy that the Grizzlies didn't sign him to a multi-year deal and still outraged and demanding my pound of flesh that so, Chris Wallace screwed this up so badly? So here's a thing I've been doing lately. It's called uh, dialectical behavioral therapy, and it deals with this concept right here. You have to be able to hold two opposing positions in your brain at the same time if you really want true happiness. And that's the case with this. I am equal parts idiot, loser, and great father. You know, 
you can hold these two positions about Tyreek the same. Same thing with me and LeBron. I can hate his guts more than any other player ever, but he has brought the most joy to my life as a Heat fan. That's very so. That's di- very dialectics is a f- philosophical term that's used in in some sort of uh, you know behavioral therapies to uh, help people understand and not be so polarized in thought. And you use that while John uses uses Dianetics. Oh, yes. Which is uh, diuretics. Diuretics is the only thing I consume. Bone broth is diuretics. Uh, Speaking of... Sloughing the fat off. What I think is saddest about this is I hate Tyreek Evans now, and he did nothing wrong. Oh, I like... I feel like he's he's handled it really well. He he had his best season. He added a three-point shot. He played really well for the Grizzlies, even though kind of still sucked. I think he, but he did nothing wrong, and I will forever hate him. I think he's going to be great on the Pacers. Them turning Lance Stevenson in, into Tyreek Evans grief. is just what a, great, yeah. a great, it's a great upgrade to uh, make me feel better about what I thought was maybe the worst signing of free agency, which was Doug McDermott for three years, $22 million. I thought it was a complete head-scratcher, and then I realized who buys season tickets for the Indiana Pacers, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the racist blind owner that only listens to games on the radio. Yeah, uh, they're really gonna love watching McBuckets while they eat their McNuggets. It's uh, gonna be Chuck. What's so going back to LeBron? We've we, we've just skirted over it. What's is someone who has loved him in in your life and then you lost and him? Hated. What is the exact emotional response? If it is the LeBron relationship, he's someone who like had a high school girlfriend when he was mm-hmm. in Cleveland and then he left. And he just found the new the new bride of Miami. Uh-huh. And, put and then it, he broke your hearts and went back to the high school girlfriend. But now he's left her mm-hmm. and found a, a, a new way hotter girl piece than, on the side in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. How, is that the right analogy? How do you feel about no, it? No, yeah, he's uh, he's he's playing games for the gram, you know. John he, yep. John mentioned it earlier. I live my life for Instagram. LeBron's yep. doing everything for social media. He has to look good when he does things. So he put his his high school girlfriend and some new uh you know new kicks he got her a nice little car you know put her in a sweet apartment but you knew it wasn't going to last you know yeah. he had his eyes everywhere he was with that girl but he wanted to be on the beach he, he missed it and he thinks he's the you know biggest star on the planet and he's about to be he's about to be um He's already the biggest star. How can he be? Bigger? He's about to be Kazam. He's y'all. gonna be Kazam big. Get them. You forget e- how many EP movies? credits. Yeah, he's going to start a, a a you know large scale entertainment complex. He's got his sons, uh, you know, enrolled in school up there. Some of the best AAU balls in California. So there's some cool stuff that he wants to do, and he, I think he's like uh, he's got vision, but he's given up four years. It's your he's, typical midlife crisis uh, relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh no, this is the Ferrari purchase. Yeah. You know, this guy's just like, he's empty, he's sad, he's achieved everything, he's probably maxed out, he's not going to get any better. So he's Her name is like, Brittany, she's an actress, Keith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's an aspiring, well, she's a waitress, but she's also an actress. Yeah, he yeah. can afford a side chick. What is, speaking of relationship analogies, what is the proper one for DeAndre Jordan signing a very non-committal one-year deal with the Mavericks after breaking their heart? years ago this is i mean we can agree this is pathetic by dallas right this is a person that they almost consummated the relationship and then they were like no 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 and now they're <laughs> like okay i guess i guess now that we're both drunk let's do this it. this is for me this is the guy who 
was in love with the woman, kept proposing to her, and then she left yes. him at the altar. And then four years later, yes. she's like, fine, uh, 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 I've, the thing I left you for has fallen apart. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll come move in with you. And you know what? Daryl always did love me. He's loved me since high school. <laughs> right, right. This is the guy I being wanna, like... I just want to be safe. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the Mavs are doing. They'll be fun, but it doesn't... The Mavs are Mavsing. They are, they, they are Mavsing. Um, we should probably talk... Well, I, I think we should probably talk about it. We haven't mentioned it. Um, it is big NBA news that like the Thunder are spending all this hilarious amount of money on their team. I have no issue with them spending money on their team. Everyone should pay the luxury tax if they want Why to. Why now? It is, uh, it, it's, it's just funny, especially the, uh, when you, the salary cap savings that everyone is talking about because of the punitive luxury tax, the salary cap savings of waiving Carmelo Anthony or, or stretching mm-hmm. Carmelo Anthony and waving uh, is pretty much exactly the same as the combined salaries of the five all-stars on Golden State. <laughs> DeMarcus Cousins, Jesus. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, that's $109 million. Uh, you save $100 million if, if you just, they just stretch Carmelo Anthony's contract. That's insane. Um, I can't get Market over it. inefficiency. Uh, again, I don't think we should be upset about it. Yes, the easy thing to point out is like they wouldn't spend this money to keep James Harden. Like right. years ago, that was the big deal. Right. I, I feel like we just can't point to that horrible mistake any longer. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I think I got, I have an idea though. I don't know if it's a full fledged turkey bacon conspiracy. However, I think the Thunder's owner, Clay Bennett, is mistakenly under the impression that luxury tax is paid to the federal government. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like when Obama was in power, right. he's like, I am not paying a dime yep. to right. this president. And then he's like, all right, you know, then it, it, it was forced to like, guys, we, we have to pay some luxury tax to keep Durant and Westbrook together. He's like, fine, but we're going to minimize it. We're doing it. Like, I don't want, I don't want him using that on a, you know, just giving that back to school teachers. Yeah, Obamacare. Alternative energy. I can't have alternative energy. I'll pay luxury tax to build a wall. But now. If the rest of these NBA owners find out, uh, if if they start thinking this is true, then maybe Marcus Smart will get that $17 million contract. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Uh, And now Clay Bennett is, when seeing that Donald Trump is our overlord of the country, he's like, uh, you know, open up the purse strings. Yep. I could pay $300 million or $190 million in tax. Worst case scenario, I'm getting probably half of it back. <laughs> He's going to keep the coal business alive. He's going to support fracking. I'm in it. So no. I don't. I don't have to. It's not a paranormal or anything. It's a mild conspiracy. I just think maybe Clay Bennett thinks the uh, the money's going to the federal government. So he's uh, he's more okay with it. So I've had to. Uh, I have. I've been hired to write a movie, and it has uh, like evil uh, corporate overlord in it. And I think I I can't use this because it's so stupid, but I think I stumbled into the best uh, name besides Clay Bennett. What? Cole Fracker. <laughs> Cole Fracker. <laughs> yeah, is, that is pretty That's good. That's what I call my son sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I guess I guess the final piece of news, and we can do, I guess we can wrap this into a par fadeaway. I like so. that. I like that we had such a positive show that we didn't even do any worse. We didn't even really get into the whole boogie situation. Yeah. We're just, we're just, we're just riding high as you guys 
ascend to Vegas without me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess a par fade away. Boogie to the Warriors. Does it does it bother you at all? It doesn't no. really bother me. I think it'll be great. I, I, I'm irritated that none of the other teams had the foresight to stop this. But hey, price of doing business. How can I guess you, it makes perfect sense from both people's perspective. Boogie has right. to come back from a weird and strange, awful injury. Prove that he can make money. Most, if sorry. he tries to go make money now after this injury, he goes nowhere where his worth, uh, where he can sniff the playoffs. Correct. He has to go to a team that they'll cut the check, but they suck. He can go play for that team, rehab, come back at his own pace, and then win a championship on top of that, quell all this legacy drama, and then just go and be a good player wherever he signs next. If it's very not, good business for Boogie and the Dubs, very bad smart business, business for teams like the Lakers. I and, mean, for the NBA at writ large, it is an yeah. awful, awful event. But for those two, for that franchise and that player, it makes sense. I mean, for, for most teams that needed that you, you could argue could have signed Boogie Cousins, you have to look at, would he have taken $5 million to go to them? Probably right. not. And then you have to look at, could this team handle not having him for Half four or five season. months of the season? Right. Most teams could not. There are a few who I think, like, Lakers, why wouldn't you offer him right. 5.3 instead of Lance Stevenson? Right. Or, Wizards, or, 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 again? But does he take that I don't from think the, L.A.? I don't think the Wizards could pull it off. The Wizards, by the way, hilariously getting Dwight Howard. Way to go. I honestly think that's going to be okay. It's going to work out just fine I think for, for that team, yeah. He's not uh, going to be worse than Martin Gortat, Martian Gortat, but here's again. A, here's, a, here's a deep cut for hardcore NBA fans. Deep cut. Should the Milwaukee Bucks have offered $7 million a year to DeMarcus Cousins or Ursan Ilyasova. You might have to follow very closely to the NBA. It's a hard decision. I love Ursan Ilyasova. Very good NBA player. He's... I don't think his ceiling for the Bucks <laughs> is better. Because uh, he also, as we all know, no one knows how old he is. He is probably 400 years old. Yeah, yeah, Ursan yeah. Ilyasova, I'd say, dates. When, when was Transylvania I was about liberated to say, by he, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we don't know how old he is. It does seem like even and that fit is not beautiful of, of, of Giannis and, and cousins, but like that at least is a bigger upside play. Bucks need to do something. This is, this is a Chris Middleton free agency year. He's, mm. he's, he's future gone. grizzly. He's, he's future Laker, future Nick, yeah. future a lot of stupid something. teams guys. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. if you want to paint the picture of this could be bad for the warriors, I'm going to do that for you. Um, not even considering I mean, I guess you have to do some consideration of the concerns about the, the locker room that's followed Boogie his whole life and the strong personalities of Draymond and how they all get along. But even ignoring some of that, the biggest need for the Warriors was wing depth, right. like, a, like a power forward or a three wing depth, um, someone to help when the other guys are sitting. They've now used their biggest roster-building tool, this exception, yeah to take a high-variance bet on Boogie Cousins, who might be fat and slow and unable to even contribute to basketball mm. this season. So they've used that all on yet another center. So they're even thinner. If Iguodala does not contribute, if he's, he's a year older, if he gets mm-hmm. hurt, if they have any other kinds of guys get banged up, if Draymond Green has any more of like a, a downslope on his career, this does make them weaker. Uh, but that's that's stretching it. I mean, I'm saying that's that's the angle you can take. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah, yeah. Think with that starting five against the, the, uh, you know 
Houston, who gave him the most hell in the playoffs. Who gave Ariza Ar- 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 to pro- the Suns, right. which is hilarious. This is probably going to be a you know, gentleman sweep next season against even a full-strength Rockets team. Yeah. With Capella, if he re-signs. It's just very, it's a very low-risk maneuver for the... Oh, uh, but, but it is low-risk. It's incredibly low-risk. Low and it makes, it, it makes, just makes perfect sense. I get everybody's, you know, anger. But, Sometimes you, know, whatever. you have to sign a guy so that other teams don't get him. Yeah. And the fact that yeah, they no were able to, to, to do this over the entire league is pretty... That's a, let's, let's be real, that's a fantasy basketball move. That isn't an actual... That's a, I'm using my no, waiver claim on all the guys with block shots so you can't pick up a no, shot blocker. No, that's not true. Read Showtime uh, about the L.A. Lakers of the 80s. Read, uh, read a book about basketball. You this could, is something that GMs do. You could have just said read a book and it would have yeah. been. A, <laughs> I <laughs> mean, this is something that GMs do. They, they, you ha- sometimes you have to keep a player. It's a market. Yeah. When there's a market, there are commodities on a market. That is a market share. The rest of the league screwed up. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it doesn't look great um, for, for the league. And for the West, uh, but again, Ariza on the Suns. I wanted to re-say that one more time. Yeah. What does Ariza do? <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, over o- twelve or Ariza going to the Suns. Hey, she's that, probably that's got like a condo the strangest, out there. This, that's like the strange. Like that to me overshadows the Paul George decision as weirdest, wildest move. Yeah, so, so odd. Uh, well, we were doing a part fadeaway, wrapping up. What? Uh, any parting shots and any final things we're looking forward to? Uh, film everything in Vegas, boys. Film I'm it all. Film everything all right. in Vegas. We'll try. My my uh, my, my parting thing to think about: uh, Ersan Ilyasova on the Bucks this season will now be playing for his seventh different Bucks coach. That's just on the Bucks. That's insane. He will wow. now have played for seven separate head coaches That's, on one team. That is. Which nuts. coach did he get the Did he get the twenty points and twenty rebounds for? I don't. Even, I have Was no that idea. Skiles? Skiles. No, I have no. no no memory. I can't even. Hmm. I can't even think. I couldn't name four of them. No, couldn't. Uh, I got Kid Skiles. That's it. That's all I got. Prunty. No, I don't. He never played for Prunty on the Bucks. I guess the Prunty was an assistant. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That'll be the uh, hit us up on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Tell us all the Bucks coaches that we're currently blanking. Doug Moe. Did he play for Doug Moe, Larry Brown? (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to placing some future bets on uh, on who's going to win Vegas Summer League. Grizzlies are 15 to one. That price ain't, ain't quite right. I'm gonna, I assume uh, you're taking that bet, right? No, last year they were forty to one, and I thought they were great odds. And Come I on, didn't man, place, I didn't place a bet last year, and they made Wayne it to Selden. the finals. Uh, that, so my thing is, I don't think they're going to play. They're not going to play Wayne Selden that much. Um, Kobe Simmons, uh, he, though, he took like twenty shots in the first game. But no, in the second game, he didn't play the first game. So they're only going to oh, play Wayne game. Selden every now and then. Kobe Simmons, however, is a summer league god. He Dude, is small enough. He had like twenty something points, no assists. <laughs> yeah, he's not an NBA player. He's a summer league player. Yeah, like he, I think he could line it up summer league style as like a very small two guard. But I, I'm just looking forward to that fun. So yeah, I will be checking in with you guys, uh, Chuck. I'll see you briefly in Vegas. Yeah, um, I'll be doing a lot of stuff. If you don't normally follow me on Twitter, you need to follow during Vegas week. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweet a lot more from Las Vegas. So buckle up. You uh, might catch a tweet or two from me. Uh, oh, yeah. Keith Keith gives me permission sometimes. Oh, I definitely can, just follow the Mighty can, Chuck on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, hit me up. At the Mighty Chuck. Um, you should so, really yeah. follow his Instagram, though. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're on Instagram as Fast Break Break, Fast Break Break on Instagram. But yeah, so uh, if, if you're listening uh, and you're going to Las Vegas, uh, hit me up. Uh, my DMs are open. I will be at the gym all the time, hanging out. I'm having breakfast on Saturday with with a few friends of the show and anybody else who wants to show up. I'm hanging out. Uh, I'm doing a Friday lunch uh, with Demond. There you so go. We're gonna have a little chill session. Nice build. So hang out if you're in Vegas. Come see us uh, and subscribe. Make sure you subscribe because the uh, the podcast episodes might be coming out weird and woolly hours uh, with anyone I can talk to in Vegas. But uh, support us at patreoncom slash breakfast. Like us on Facebook. Oh, and stick around for a greatest hits Grizzlies epilogue talking about Tyreek Evans. I'm going to tag on the end of this. So that's a, a five-minute reminder of our feelings from February. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being GNG. Fab break break, man. You understand? We haven't even really touched on the trade deadline. You know, I covered it some with Dave DeFore. But we haven't talked about it. I don't. My worst thing. Here we go. Easily. Buckle up, y'all. I'm just going to (laughs) leave. The Memphis Grizzlies refusing to trade Tyreek Evans. I'm not going to stop talking about this. This is why we have a podcast, John. We could have Emmanuel Moutier and a second rounder right now. I don't even want Emmanuel Moutier. Be that as it may. Dude, Alfred Payton would look good in a Grizzly uniform. You got a a second round pick for him? I don't understand. So the Memphis Grizzlies is, I think all of our, all of our listeners already know, you know, like they, they sent him home. They're like, we're going to trade him. The Grizzlies are tanking. The Grizzlies are locked in the incredible tankathon battle. Mm-hmm. Eight teams. You cannot discern them. And even the Knicks on the outside thinking about jumping in, like it's going to be crazy. So every loss is important. Let's just restock the coffers for the future. Right. Everyone. Now I'm repeating myself. Everyone who follows basketball closely, was pretty sure the Grizzlies were not going to get a first-round draft pick. Right. So... Two seconds is not bad, At that bad, point, though. two seconds is good. Mark's, Anything is good. Mark Stein on, like, uh, Dunkton was talking about how the price for all these picks has gone way up, and just, you saw, like, just getting a second-round pick was hard. The Hawks thought they could get a second-round pick for Marco Bellinelli, but they couldn't right. because of the massive buyout market. There just wasn't the appetite for teams to trade because there's going to be no cap room next year. So the price for all these picks has gone up, and the Grizzlies still said, right. no, I don't want two second-round picks, making it worse. Uh, Chris Wallace saying things like, what do you say to the fans who are upset? He says, I say they should stop paying attention to all that media garbage. Uh, John Hollinger on locked on Grizzlies saying we just couldn't get that excited about like the 50th pick in 2020. Why not? Yeah. You, the Suns traded the second round pick that the Grizzlies had to pay the Suns to take Troy Daniels. <laughs> they used that pick to get a free trial run of Alfred Payton. Right. And his what if the Grizzlies hair. want to, oh, I don't know, unload Ben McLemore's contract next year? Mm. You know what would do that? Second round picks. Pretty easy. Like, what if next year the Grizzlies actually have played out their dream scenario and they're actually kind of good and they're coming down to the trade deadline and a nice role player has become available? How can we acquire this role player? Oh, I don't know. Maybe 2020 second round picks. Keith, would you like my Stockholm syndrome line of reasoning that maybe this will make things better? For the sake of this show, sure, John. (laughs) Maybe, (laughs) just maybe, we'll be even worse with Tyreek playing. 
You know, that is. I thought about it, like, because Mark doesn't seem to like him at all. <laughs> he doesn't. Tyreek does not hang out with the team, right? Like he hasn't, because he's going to leave. He's not a good player. But they are. When he's on the court, they're at least ten points per possession better. Right. They they won at least. Oh, I think they've won the last fifteen games they played. They won like eight of them or something. It's not that's not good for tanking. I'm Patty Hurst. I'm just trying to like help rob the bank at this point. I need a line of reasoning that doesn't make me watch more jazz games. And, and, then, the, games. and then the next line of reasoning, the one that everyone has latched onto and is, and is like decided this is the new angle we're taking, which was never even discussed or thought of before. Like they've, they've switched direction once again as a franchise saying, well, now we can bring them back for our mid-level exception because Lou Williams signed for less than the mid-level. So we'll use up our entire mid-level. This also gives me nightmares that yeah. we're banking on this career best two months of Tyreek Evans being the best thing we ever see going Jesus. forward. The last guy they signed for the full ML- MLE, <laughs> we just bought out. It was Brandon Wright. And this doesn't get enough this doesn't get enough play. I mean Brandon Wright, super great professional guy, friend of the program even. Good, good guy. He played 60 what's he played 65 games as a Grizzly in 3 years. Coming Jeez. off that Western Conference semifinal loss to the Warriors, the Grizzlies had a single way to improve their team. That's really bad for the audio, John. I don't know if you uh, know that. Uh, they had a single way to improve their team. They're like, let's use our full mid-level exception on Brady Wright. That is a disastrous free agent decision that doesn't even get brought up. I need a paper bag. In the grand scheme of like Grizzlies screw-ups. And to, to show this team that doesn't understand the value of first-round picks, Two years ago, they traded away a future first owned by the Clippers for Roddy Zagarach and Deontay Davis. <laughs> they traded a future first away for what did they trade away for, Chuck? Two second round picks. Yeah. <laughs> like to now say second round picks aren't important which is crazy. I wish I was filming. This is so, uh, this is what you what you guys don't know who are listening. Keith is standing in front of a cork board, and there's a bunch of red strings. It's like Charlie Day and <laughs> Always Sunny. Look at me, listen to me. There's a Pepe Sylvia. Yeah, oh, but God. Keith is. I've, I've, I've. I wish I, I had the uh, attention to detail to make one of those yeah, no. serial killer boards. So Keith, Keith, I've known for years now, and and I've watched him be angry at things. Uh, this is a. This is. I've heard him on three different. Uh, podcasts and, <laughs> and recordings. He, he has not run the, out of the fire has not very well informed ire. You know, this might be my new angle. Keith this, have, is, uh, this is a renewable like, energy. I'm, 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 I'm Keith getting, Alex I'm, Jones. Yeah. yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting booked for things. This might be my bright bird angle. Right. We're going to start hearing rumors. Uh, he's Keith's not really like that. It's an act. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually doesn't so believe Keith, Have you heard you got, like Chris Wallace is like saying like maybe fans shouldn't listen to the radio. Or, I heard him say it. <laughs> He's speaking specifically about you. Keith's eyes are blood red. Bruh, he hasn't slept in a week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.